Was traute hochheilige Paar, Holy Infants so sad and Jim. Mein Name ist Otto. Pleased to meet you, Otto. Freut mich. Rose, she's called. Um, it's schön. Um, it's schön. deep, heartfelt Merry Christmas to each one of you. Thank you so much, whether or not you're part of the Woods Edge family, your guests, you're part of the, the community around here. Thank you for being here. Well, that was a true story. In 1914, along the Western Warfront in Belgium, German and British soldiers were dug into their trenches, guns in hand. However, on Christmas Eve, under the dark night, lit up by the stars, voices could begin to be heard singing the Christmas carols, and weary soldiers began shouting Christmas greetings to their enemies. Soon the sun would rise, and the German and British troops would crawl out of their wet, muddy trenches and walk right out onto no man's land. They would shake hands exchange gifts of tobacco and food, souvenirs, buttons, and hats. Together, troops danced, sang songs, and engaged in a friendly match of football. What a moment when the world stood still because of a baby who had come nearly 2,000 years before. 
The Christmas truths of 1914 points us again to the power of Christ's love. The power of Christ's love for all those soldiers that night and the power of Christ's love for every single one of us. You know, Christmas changes everything because if the eternal, sovereign, holy God steps out of eternity and into time, steps out of heaven and onto earth, taking on our humanness, well, that's just the most amazing thing ever. And to think that he did it for love and he did it for us. Christmas. This is how Luke describes what happened that night. If you'd stand with me in honor of God's holy word, I'm going to read part of the Christmas narrative from Luke 2, beginning in verse 7. Imagine this. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. God's holy word. Please be seated. <coughs> At the time of Jesus' birth, there was a tradition among the Jewish people that uh, they, uh, they would announce the birth of a baby with musicians going around to announce the birth. And it is noteworthy that when God, when his Son is born, he fills the sky with musicians, powerful angels who are musicians. But he sends them not to the priests or to the scholars or to the wealthy, but to some shepherds. Now, at that time, shepherds were the lowest rung in society. We may associate David as the young David with shepherds and even the Lord as a shepherd, but in that society, shepherds. They were dirty. They were smelly. They couldn't go to synagogue on the Sabbath because they had to take care of their sheep. They were considered the lowest rung of society. And when God sends out his musicians, he sends them to the, to the shepherds. But the shepherds were humble enough to know that they needed God, that they needed a Savior. May we be humble enough to know that we need God, that we need a Savior. Now, before the musicians come, the heavenly choir comes, God sends one angel, as we just read in Luke 2. And this angel, you know, appearing there, begins with the simple two words, fear not. And, and, and why does he begin with fear not? Because they were scared to death. The previous verse said, 
that the shepherds, when they saw this angel, that they were filled with a great fear. Now, all through the Bible, when angels appear, remember, these angels are not sweet little cuddly cherubs like on some of our cards. They were powerful, awesome beings, and the invariable response all through the Bible is when an angel appears, a human being shrinks back in fear. So just about always they begin with fear not. And by the way, that's God's word to you because fear is perhaps the most damaging, debilitating human emotion that chokes the joy and life out of us. And 365 times in the Bible, God will say to us, do not be afraid. Fear not. Let not your hearts be troubled. And even this morning, whatever the fear is that you brought in here, you can bring it to God because he says to you, let me take it. Fear not. Fear not. Now, you can imagine these angels, uh, when they, I mean, these shepherds, when they see this powerful angel, you know, what is he? You know, 10 yards ahead, 20 yards ahead, maybe he's way up in the sky, but their eyes widen, their jaws hang open, heart beat fast. And then the angel says, I bring you good news of great joy. Now, it's so good news because they're going to find out that that baby lying in a manger nearby was none other than God in the flesh come to save us from our sins. I mean, that birth of that baby is going to change all eternity, and it can change our eternities if we will let him. Because that baby would grow up to die on a cross for our sins. And on the third day, he would, would just burst from the grave and defeat sin and Satan and death. That's good news. Without that birth of that baby in Bethlehem that night, you would still be in your sins. And there would be no hope, no joy, no eternity for any of us. So that birth changes everything. So good news? Oh, yeah, good news. I mean, think of it this way. What if cancer researchers at MD Anderson, Sloan Kettering in New York, other places, had been working on some special research, and they announced next week, right after the first of the year, they announced, we have made a major breakthrough in cancer, and we think we can eradicate cancer within the year. Now, every one of us who has a loved one, all of us just about, battling cancer, that would be such good news, wouldn't it? But think about it. Jesus Christ, that baby, is going to bring not just a cure from a physical disease that lasts a few years or a few decades. He will bring a cure for our sin and give us an eternity with God. I mean, this is good news, more than we could imagine. And the angel says that to those shepherds that night in, outside of Bethlehem. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Not for good people. Not for religious people. In fact, there are no good people. We, we are all in our sin and have rebelled against the holy God, either with active defiance or just passive indifference, ignoring God, stiff-arming God. We all are in our sin, and we all need a Savior. And so this is for all the people. Every single one of us, when that angel says, for all the people, that means that includes you and me if you're willing to have him, to receive him. 
And then he says that famous line, unto you, for you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And now we come to really the heart of the Christmas, because this is not just a baby. Three titles there. He's a Savior. He came to save us. He is Christ. That's an Old Testament term, Messiah, Mashiach, Christ. And it means the divine Messiah, King, who would come to save his people from their sin. He's the King, the Christ. And then he's the Lord. That is the title of God all through the Old Testament. He is none other than God come to save us from our sin. God in the flesh. You know, I particularly like the third stanza of Silent Night that we're going to sing in a few minutes, a few moments. And when we come to that third stanza, those plaintive words about Jesus, Lord at thy birth, not just at his resurrection and at his coming and at his glory, but at his birth, he is the Lord God. Think of it. The God who created the towering mountains of the Rockies, the vast oceans, the stars and the galaxies in the universe would become a baby who could not eat solid food, who depended on a teenage mother for milk and warmth and shelter, who was subject to colds and colic, rash and runny nose, who would need his diaper changed, who could only lie there and stare up and make some noises. I love what C.S. Lewis said when he said, Lying at your feet is your dog. And imagine for the moment that your dog and every dog in the world is in deep distress. He said, some of us love dogs very much. And if it would help all the dogs in the world to become like men, would you be willing to become a dog? Would you put down your human nature, leave your loved ones, your job, hobbies, your art and literature and music, and choose instead of the intimate communion with your beloved the poor substitute of looking into your beloved's face and just wagging your tail. Cannot speak or smile. Christ, by becoming man, limited the thing which to him was the most precious thing in the world, his unhampered, unhindered communion with his Father. The glory, the mystery, the wonder of God becoming man. And he did it for you. He did it for you. Now, this is the most amazing mess message ever on that first Christmas Eve. But wait, it's not over. At that time, God fills the sky with angels. It's like a, a, a father whose first son is born, first child is born, and he's just so excited he can't contain himself. That's the way I picture God the Father that night. He's so excited he can't contain himself. He fills the sky with angels. Maybe they were, you know, 360 around those, those shepherds. And this is what they say. Suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with those whom he has pleased. Now, what was that like for those three or four shepherds? We don't know how many there were. All of a sudden... A sky full of angels singing glory to God. You know, earlier, uh, one of the 
hymns we sang included the words from this verse, except they're translated into Latin, Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory to God in the highest. That came from, those, from that angelic song that night. And on earth, peace among those with whom he's pleased. And here's the story. Here's the good news. We can have peace with God, the one we've sinned against. We can be made right with God because this baby came to pay for our sin. Peace with those on whom his favor rests. Now, when you think again about the video, that poignant story that we saw at the outset, true story from 1914. You know, the next day, those soldiers went back to their regular lives. We know that from history. They went back to their old lives. And after this Christmas season, you can go back to your old life. Maybe a life filled with frustration and emptiness. Or you can do the one thing that can make a difference, an eternal difference, a daily difference in your life. You can receive the love of Jesus Christ and His grace and forgiveness that washes all of our sin away. Dear friend, if you have never done that, do it right now, please. Breathe a prayer right where you are and say, Jesus, I receive your love and grace with all my heart. Put your trust in that Savior. Many of us, most of us perhaps, we've done that sometime in the past, but some of us who've done that, our heart has grown cold, and maybe we've become angry because life has been so hard. Give that to God tonight, this morning. Give it to Him and fully surrender all of your heart to this God who became a baby, who died for you because of love. Do it now. Do it now. Would you please stand with me for closing prayer? Lord God, I want to thank you for every single person in this room on this campus, every precious child back in our children's ministry. Lord, show everyone this morning your love for them and the beauty and the glory and the wonder of Christmas. Lord, if anybody has never trusted a Savior, if they've been trusting religion or churchianity or something, Lord God, even now I pray they'd breathe a prayer, Jesus, come and save me. Do it, friend, do it. And Lord God, for all of those whose heart has grown cold in any way or distant from you, may they fully, fully surrender their lives to you and be changed forevermore. Lord God, together as a church family, as all of our guests, Lord God, together we worship you for a Savior, Christ the Lord. And we pray in his name. Amen. Sing, O holy night, O holy night, the stars are brightly shining, it is the night of our dear Savior's birth.
Church, we've been lighting the Christmas Advent candle, and the fourth candle that we light this morning is the candle of love, because it all happened because of God's love for us. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, us, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. your candles high to exalt the Lord as we sing the third and final stanza. Please blow out your candle. Could prayer partners come? Church, thank you so much for joining us for Christmas Eve services. If you prayed to receive Christ tonight, this morning, please come and let one of the prayer partners pray over you about the next steps that you're going to take. But if there's any prayer need whatsoever, we have prayer partners up after the service. On your way out, 
you can drop your candles in the bins at each door. Thank you so much for joining us. Merry Christmas to you, and may God bless you. Bye-bye.